Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Lucky Lynx, the psychic ninja, coming to you from the Northern California Bay Area. This show is about all things psychic, all things related to the spirit world, all things related to things like tarot and mediumism, trances, even some hypnosis. For those of you who don't know me, I am Lucky Lynx. This is my first podcast, but it is not my first foray into recording, media, radio. I had a radio show back in the 2000s called The Eighth House, where I did readings live for folks. And I ran, back in northern Illinois, the wildly successful North Star Psychic Gallery. We had several psychics working for us. It was a weekly event. It was a lot of fun. I was also, at the time, lecturing on 19th century occult fortune-telling practices, hoodoo practices, and the like at museums all over the Midwest. So, people have been asking me for a while to start a podcast and... Here's the first episode. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, and I'm going to tell you today's topic, which is how you get yourself in trouble as a psychic, what practices get you in trouble, and what to avoid, because I've had some experiences over the 20 years I've been a professional psychic, and before that, when I was just dabbling as a kid, that you don't want to do, because they can cause a lot of problems. For those of you who know my YouTube station, Lucky Links, I teach people there all the time on how to do things like card reading, how to read the tarot, how to read Lenormand, how to read playing cards, even crystal ball scrying. I've even done a little bit of palmistry stuff. I've done it all over these 20 years, and I'm going to share some of that experience with you right now. Special thanks to Simon Legrec, who gave me permission to use that wonderful music, Sophie, from his album, Sophie, and um, I'd like to thank him for allowing me to use that. It's a beautiful piece of music. For those of you who don't know Simon LeGrec, he is an amazing chill lounge artist. Okay, so here's the thing. So uh, I started a YouTube channel not too long ago, and been showing people how to do stuff. I am a professional psychic. I do readings people all over the world. As I said and hinted at, I have been doing this for 20 years professionally. For that, I was a college professor, and that's important because I'm going to tell you in the whole what not to do or how to get yourself in trouble as a psychic happened when I was teaching at Loyola University back in Chicago. I'm in the Bay Area now. I'm a professional hypnotist, professional psychic, and... Um, also, 12 years ago, I took vows of refuge in Tibetan Ban, which is the indigenous religion of Tibet. That was what was in place before the Buddhists came in and started slaughtering the indigenous people, the Ban practitioners. Yes, it's true. Those peace-loving Buddhists slaughtered the hell out of the Ban. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. Um... I'm also going to tell you a little bit more about um, what Ban is and who my master is, His Holiness Padmagampa Rinpoche. But before that, I'm going to tell you about some things I did when I was younger 
trying to start out as a professional psychic. I was trying to make some kind of jump. I was, I'm going to tell you a little story here about how, how uh, I made the jump from a sort of respectable world to the world of the unusual. And it was not an easy thing to do back in Illinois, especially not 20 years ago, because uh, if you do these things, people, and you're in the Midwest, people are not too crazy about them, especially if you are a man. It seems to be even worse if you're a man. Um, so I was teaching at, back then at um, Loyola University, and those of you who actually have followed my YouTube channel, if you haven't, please, please subscribe, share, share the love, subscribe, enjoy. I teach people how to do a lot of things on there, but those of you who follow my YouTube channel and actually who uh, follow me on Facebook know that I'm kind of outspoken about this subject. I'm very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about tarot archetypes. I'm very passionate about uh, uh, divination. I'm very passionate about psychism. I don't think it's the be-all, end-all. I don't think it makes you omniscient. I don't think it's the highest form of spiritual achievement, and it certainly doesn't make you enlightened, but it is something that I've enjoyed since I was a child. Uh, fascinated, fascinated with the subject since I was a child. As a child, my heroes were the Hardy Boys and uh, the Three Stooges, but that's a whole other subject. And uh, Scooby-Doo. I wanted nothing more than to drive around solving spooky mysteries, and I was fascinated, fascinated with the subject as a child, and uh, had several opportunities to explore it directly. When I was a kid, which, by the way, is going to be another topic on... Uh, not the next podcast, but two from now. I'm going to be doing a podcast on psychic kids, talking about psychic kids, what to do when your kids are psychic, what not to do when your kids are psychic. And uh, I'm going to do a whole podcast on the subject of psychic kids because it's something that I see and deal with and have dealt with a lot in my 20 years doing this. So um, I was teaching back at... So anyway, as a kid... I wanted to uh, wanted to drive around in a van solving spooky mysteries, so I've been doing this for a very long time. And uh, back then, I actually could see and uh, hear things from the spirit world, usually in snippets, usually in pieces. Um, but I had a, a um, some experiences. I actually do a video on it. If you want to check out my YouTube, I tell the story of how I stopped. I sort of shut off that ability when I was a kid, and then as I got older. I felt like it was really important that I reconnect with it, and I had to sort of turn things back on. So there was some time there I was trying to figure out how to turn this stuff back on, because when you're raised in a situation where you, you can't accept it as a natural piece of your ability, which I believe psychism is just, a, it's just another sense. It's just a natural human ability, at least for certain kinds of humans, I think. I think that when you're raised in an, in, in an environment where people don't really understand it, don't respect it, or don't even accept it in themselves, uh, they sort of encourage you to kind of shut it off. And you've got to try to figure out how to turn it back on. People always tell me about this, uh, ask me about this on my YouTube channel, and clients always come to me and ask me this question, hey, how you turn it back on? Well, I'm going to tell you some things that I, that, that I think you shouldn't do and some things that caused me problems, things that got me in trouble. So I was trying to figure it out, especially in my like late teens and 20, and in my, my 20s, I think it was really when I was, I was teaching at uh, Loyola University. And it was a Catholic university, and it had, um, had some, some chapels in it. And when I'd go near the chapels, some, I would sort of feel stuff that was um, 
not so not so good and 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 for those of you who know me you know I'm pretty outspoken on the subject as I've said and I'm gonna be pretty outspoken right here and I think a lot of the books and stuff that people tell you to do out there are quite frankly crap total crap that gets you in trouble and that's what this one's about that's what this whole show is about how this stuff gets you in trouble I was reading some books back then a couple of them were bestsellers supposedly by best-selling psychics who said that you were supposed to just open up you were just open supposed to open up into the universe and accept spirit communication the way it came well uh i learned a hard lesson that just because i wasn't necessarily seeing or hearing the stuff that i'd 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 um experienced as a kid just because i wasn't seeing it or hearing it directly didn't mean that it wasn't still going on it didn't mean that it just because it wasn't registering didn't mean that I wasn't hearing it, just didn't mean it wasn't present. That makes sense to you. Uh, I talk a little bit more about this on my YouTube channel about how the mind edits. I'm also a hypnotist, uh, and I've been working, I studied with a master hypnotist for 10 years. I've been doing hypnotism for a very long time, so I know quite a bit about how the mind works. I'm going to say that the mind was editing just the way a stage hypnotist will sort of hypnotize someone to edit out seeing a person or having an experience I was editing out some things so it didn't mean that the spirits weren't there it didn't mean that I was it wasn't I wasn't still hearing it it doesn't mean that I wasn't still connecting it it wasn't registering so what I did was I read some of these bestseller books by some of these famous quote-unquote psychics which I which were to learn later um, one of them who which is a very famous psychic uh, she had a best. Uh, she had quite a few bestsellers. She was at the top of the game. Um, I learned some very interesting things about her later, and maybe at the end of this, I'll tell you a little story about what I learned about this particular psychic. It was a mess that she left that my master Padmagampa Rinpoche once had to clean up. But one of the things that they were saying was, "You're supposed to open up to the spirit. Just open up." Just open up and start to communicate with these spirits. So I did. I started to just open myself up to communicate to them. And um, I know they had these wonderful techniques. These wonderful techniques you were supposed to work, use by surrounding yourself by white light. And you could only get good spirits. And I literally had you. I'm not joking. I was at a workshop in St. Charles, Illinois at one point, And they literally told me if you crossed your ankles or you crossed your fingers... The bad spirits couldn't get you. I actually paid money for this, folks. Not proud of that. And this is the kind of garbage that people are, are teaching and were teaching. Well, let me tell you what happened when I opened up and I surrounded myself with white light. Um, I started to sense things. I started to get really bad splitting headaches, especially when I'm in certain environments, like around uh, when I was in that school, when I was teaching at Loyola, I was starting to get like some bad headaches and one day i asked my students i said hey guys is this building haunted it was called the skyscraper and you can see it from lakeshore drive when you drive past it's a huge building it goes right towers right over lakeshore drive there and actually the um the doorway from it was a famous it was it was a famous scene from a movie i think it was flatliners the academia the the academic building in that movie was actually from that building uh, the skyscraper. It was this kind of a spooky building. Anyway, here's the thing. I said to my students, hey guys, is this building haunted? A bunch of them looked at me. Their eyes glazed over and they started laughing. 
And they said, don't you know? Well, of course, I always love a good ghost story. So I said, tell me what's going on. Well, when that school was first founded, that particular building was a nunnery. It's where the nuns lived. It so happens that one of the priests that also lived on the campus or in the area had an affair with one of the nuns and she got pregnant. Well, she was in love with him and wanted to marry him and wanted to leave uh, the, nun, you know, the nunnery and she wanted him to leave the priesthood and he refused. So she threw herself out the building and killed herself. And what the kids were saying, what the students were saying was that afterwards he felt so guilty that he hung himself in that building as well. And the two of them were just two of many of the spirits that wandered around that building because students had actually seen both of them. Now, whether or not that was the case, I don't think I cared because there was definitely something going on in that building. And I know that um, certain cemetery chapels, uh, certain cemeteries, certain uh, chapels like that, and certain other places would make me feel the same thing. I'd get this headache. I was opening up to communicate with the spirits and I was getting a headache. Well, they were, they were somehow trying to communicate with me and I wasn't hearing it. So I think they were trying to make it so that I could open up more. They were trying to get my attention by giving me this splitting headache. It happened in another case too. I was once in Chicago and I sort of went to a couple of rituals with a bunch of pagans in Chicago. Same thing happened. They were all standing around in a circle, invoking the spirits, the things coming in, and I'm getting a splitting headache. And it wasn't until I was a mile away, I had to leave the whole thing early. I was a mile away, the headache finally went away. I am not a fan, personally, of these folks who just tell you, just open up and start talking. A lot of weird things can start to happen to you physically. And just because you don't feel them at first, doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And I'm gonna tell you another spooky story, and this is a very spooky story. There was a group of individuals that I used to work with on a regular basis up in Wisconsin. I was actually in an area where I actually met my master. And I'll tell you that story in the next episode when I actually tell you a little bit more about Tibetan Bon and what I've learned from it, how I met my master, and what that path offers people. There was a bunch of people who used to do rituals all the time. And in the beginning, I would go and I would do readings there. And I'd read poems, I'd read cards, and I'd read for people. And um, I'd scribe for people. I'd do whatever, whatever people wanted. Um, and at one point, uh, I started to find myself drifting away. And even with my master, at one point, we started going to the events. We were teaching people about what, what you know, uh, he was teaching people, and we were, and I was telling people from my experience what was happening. In my experience is bond because his students, bond students, we can't teach. We can only share our experiences. Not until you become you you develop to a certain point where you've got certain kinds of abilities. Only then are you allowed to teach. But I would go with his holiness, and I would you know as his student, and I would learn as he was teaching people. And there were a whole lot of people at the time who were making a whole lot of deals. And for those of you who know me, you've watched my YouTube channel, I talk about spirit contracts all the time. Spirit contracts are real. Things that happen when, when you wish for something or you ask for something, or you invoke something or, or you do affirmations for something and a spirit hears you and says, all right, I'll help. 
And now you've got a contract. Well, there were a whole bunch of people up there that were always invoking. They were always calling for stuff. They were always opening up to the universe. Just like the books tell you. Every one of them but one is dead now. And this was a large community of people. They got tumors. They got cancer. They got all sorts of sicknesses. Draw from that what you like. But I do know this. When I just opened up, I could suddenly feel physical problems. Headaches. Splitting headaches. When you try to interact with the spirit world and you're not fully prepared and you don't know what you're doing, you can make a lot of mistakes. Now, that's not to say that I say that you shouldn't interact with the spirit world. There's some people who naturally do it better than others. Some people that go, oh, this is, this is bull. That's great. That's fine. That's your experience. I'm sharing my experience here. I'm not a big fan of the whole just open up to the universe and let it all come in because you got to be able to have some filters and some protections in place. And I'm going to tell you from experience, the white light didn't do crap. The sage did garbage. I would have splitting headaches. As I got, as I got a little older and I started studying with my master, there was a cemetery practice that we did called Chud. Chud, you go in the cemetery and you give all of this garbage that you've got, all of the stuff that's holding you back, you give it to the beings in the cemetery. You give it to them to consume it. Those times I would get these headaches too. And it wasn't until I finally had enough experience on this path in Tibetan Bon that I could actually control the headaches and figure out why I was getting them. And it had something very definitely to do with the way that I was interacting with the spirit world. So, this is how you get yourself in trouble. Be very careful if you go out there, you read these bestsellers, you listen to these psychics, you listen to these TV mediums. I'm going to tell you from experience, there's a reason why a lot of them have those weird hairdos. It's to hide the microphone in their ears. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who are mediums, but I'm saying if they're really popular, they're really big, is it really about spirit or is it about selling you dog food? Just something to consider. Be very careful on who you listen to, just because they got a big shiny car and they're on TV does not mean that they are a spiritual master and does not mean they have your best interest at heart. Really, what they're interested in is getting ratings and they're selling to you the products of their sponsors, which in most cases are probably insurance companies and pill companies. Go figure. Now, think about it. If you're going to go out there, you're going to interact with the spirit world, think and be smart. Don't just open up and expect whatever to come to come, because it may, and you may have physical side effects. I was lucky. I met a master who helped me figure it out before it got to be too bad. The headaches were really bad. They would incapacitate me. These were not migraines. These were not, this was <laughs> this is not what was going on. They would incapacitate me as I was interacting with the spirit world. It was a very difficult thing. And once I figured out what was going on, they stopped. They stopped immediately. So, be careful with those people who tell you, just open up, just interact. It'll all, it'll all be fine because everything out there is light and love. Everything out there is love. Everything wants the best for you. That's like telling someone to go into a bar who's never been in a bar and say, hey, the first guy or the first gal that comes up to you and hits on you, they're the best thing for you. They just want to help you. They just want to make you feel good and make your life better. 
just because it's on the other side, just because it's discarnate, just because it's in the unseen world, doesn't mean it has your best interest. Just because it's in the unseen world, just because it's a spirit, just because it's not um, what some of these bestsellers say is a good spirit, doesn't mean it's a bad spirit either. There's all different kinds of entities out there, and some that you see and that you experience may be shocking or frightening if you think about it, but they may be trying to help you as well. Just don't be judgmental. Here's another thing to consider. I always found it fascinating as I read all these books over the years that were talking about spirit communication that every single one of them seemed to reinforce the Catholic idea of the universe. That you die, you go to a Catholic heaven, and your spirits, the spirits, all watch over you. Just the way the Catholics said, I don't buy it. The stuff that was coming and it was giving me headaches, I don't necessarily think it was all bad, but I do know this. Your dead grandma isn't necessarily hanging out. The thing that shows up that pretends to be her may be wanting something else from you. In some cases, I do believe and have experienced ghosts. Ghosts from people who are deceased. But, if you read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, there's another view of what happens to us after we die. And for those of you who believe in reincarnation, there's reasons why we have good reason to believe that the spirits don't hang around and that those who show up claiming to be them may in fact be something else. So be smart. Be practical. Don't just go out there and say, Ali Ali Oxen free, all spirits come to me. Because guess what? Something's going to take you up on it. And in the long run, it may weigh on your physical health, mental intelligence, and your awareness. I am Lucky Lynx, wishing you success and good fortune in all that you do. This is my first podcast. Thank you for joining me with it. Join me in the next episode. If you like it, subscribe, share it. Tell everyone you know about this. Share it to everyone you know. Go to my YouTube channel, please, Lucky Lynx. Subscribe there. Share all the videos there because I do this sort of thing there all the time, talking about these sorts of spooky things. I'd be happy if you did. Also, if you would like to get a reading from me, I would love that. I've got clients all over the world. And if you'd like to get a reading, 779-302-8009, or you can email me at conjurehope at gmail.com. Hey, if you want to take a class on how to read the tarot, I've got a basic, which starts in July. I've got an advanced. I've got a how to read Lenore Man cards class, a basic and a grand tableau class. I've got one in how to scry with a crystal ball, and I've got one in how to read Mexican lotteria cards like a boss and how to read playing cards like a gypsy. If you want to take one of these courses, they are virtual, they are online, they happen in a secret Facebook group where you see the lectures that I post by video and you do the assignments with the other students via chat. And then you and I have one one-on-one -on -one conference uh, by phone or by video chat to figure out what your trouble spots are or what you need to figure out. So join me for my next podcast where I will be discussing a little bit more about what Tibetan Bon is, what happened when I found that path, how I'd started out here having gotten myself in trouble 
getting tricky things happening, spirits coming in and making my head split open with pain. And how I found a Tibetan bond master, which by the way, supposedly didn't exist. But the story of how it happened is really pretty amazing. And I'm going to be reading something that His Holiness Padma Gampa Rinpoche, my master, wrote. It's pretty amazing. And I'm going to be telling you how to join a special retreat that he's running here in Northern California. And he is also going to be building a Tibetan bond temple here in Northern California. I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about that too. So please subscribe, please share, please join, please listen again. And until next time, once again, this is Lucky Links wishing you success, good fortune in all that you do.